Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I hope you've been digging on everything that we've been putting out for you guys. And I'm super pleased with the way things have been going. We've been getting some emails from our friends just south of the border. And they've been expressing an interest in coming on and talking about some of the cool things that they've been doing. And one of these individuals, her name is... Gail Wood. She is a licensed massage therapist and an esthetician from North Carolina. So I'm super pleased to have you on our podcast. Gail, why don't you uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, Mark. Thank you. Um, like you said, my name is Gail Wood. I am a massage therapist down here in North Carolina. And through owning my own business, I really fell in love with marketing. So a lot of massage therapists don't love to do marketing. And I found that I'm kind of the opposite of that. I'd rather do the marketing and help people with their marketing. So it's been an interesting ride. Oh, for sure. So um, can you speak then to a little bit about the education in terms of business in, in massage therapy schools in the U.S.? Like, for example, in Canada, the business section of most massage therapy schools is not really intense. And therefore, you see a lot of massage therapists come out of school. They do their licensing exams. They're now working in their field and the, they've got excellent hands-on skills. But then they really kind of don't know what to do with themselves in terms of business and building a practice and marketing and advertising and all those types of things. What's it like in the States then in terms of the education and the business side of the education? I, I would say it's similar. I know where I went to school, I think we had a three, maybe three days of business all together. And it was pretty much make a business card, make a brochure and try to find groups in your area to speak to. Oh, wow. To get clients. Yeah. So it's... Which it, is not nearly enough. <laughs> Right. So do you have a business or marketing background or is this just coming from, you know, experience of running your practice? Mostly experience of running my practice, but also probably 15 to 20 years of my own business education. I mean, I read every book I can get my hands on. I've taken hundreds of classes. I've done trial and error. (laughs) I've worked with business coaches, Um, kind of a hands-on education. Okay, this is good. So let's start here. Let's 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 roll back the clock. Tell us about your massage therapy and body work career and then give us an idea of like how you came to the point that you're at now. Well, when I finished massage school, I did what a lot of massage therapists did back then. This was back before people even typically had the internet in their houses. So, I went to the office supply store I got a box of business cards. I rented an office space. I was ready to go and nothing. I didn't have really the first clue of how to get people. All these people that said, oh, when you get back from massage school, I'll be your client. They kind of all disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the way it goes. (laughs) I don't know where they were. Yeah. And so I ended up letting that office go because I really didn't know what to do. And I thought, well, how can I pay rent here with no clients? So I was working um, a day job in a restaurant. And, you know, I'd have some clients here and there. If I told people I was a massage therapist, they'd would, I would go to their house or, or they'd come to my apartment and we'd do a massage. So I, I went along like that for a little while. And then the bed and breakfast where I was working said, let's do massage here. And they printed brochures for me. I went to all of the different rooms at the bed and breakfast, set up my table. And that was a great experience. 
for me to be able to, you know, get my hands on a lot of people and build up my confidence. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Without having to worry about the marketing because they were handling that side of it for me. And the owner was amazing. She could sell anything to anybody. And so everybody who booked, she was pushing the massages because she made half the money. I made half the money. So it was a really great situation. And then when the bed and breakfast changed hands, the next owner could, she didn't really care about massage. She didn't promote it or push it and it completely died out. So at that point, but I had learned, I was like, oh, you know, she, she made the brochure, she was selling. So I was slowly starting to learn about what it takes. And from there, I went to a day spa where I was for a few years. Um, that's where I started to realize I needed some rebooking skills as well as marketing. And the owner of the spa, you know, some people are more natural at this. I'm the opposite of natural at marketing or rebooking. Um, I was the, the shyest person you would ever meet. And so I asked my boss at the day spa, I said, you know, she was getting honest about our rebooking percentages and numbers. I said, well, how do we do it? What do you want us to do? Like, if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. And she goes, just ask people to, to rebook. Just ask them to come back. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I did. And my rebooking rates did go up. And now I know there's a lot more you can do than just asking people to rebook. But that's definitely the first step. So, and so I was there for a few years and I, I always knew that I wanted to own my own business. That was my goal when I went to massage school. And I think that is for most most student therapists that they're looking to start them start something at some point in time once they're out and they're practicing yeah but I realized I don't know thing one about business so I went back to school I went to business school at our local community college yes but it didn't last I was enrolled in classes meanwhile to pay my bills I decided to start a house call business on the side and I was reading different marketing books and trying some different marketing strategies and my house call business started to do pretty well. I was putting ads in the newspaper. I was putting flyers around town. I was mailing out postcards. I was really starting to do some of these, these marketing ideas I was learning on my own. And through my ads in the paper, a local couple that owned a therapeutic massage center was moving away and they were looking for somebody to take over their practice. And from seeing all my newspaper ads and stuff, they were like, well, this seems like a pretty good person to, to step in here. She seems to know what she's doing, even though I really didn't. Um <laughs> So they called me up and I met with them and I ended up dropping out of business school and buying the practice. So how long were you in that practice? With I was in that practice. I owned that business for five years and we went from being a three-room therapeutic massage center to a five-room full-day spa with skincare, massage, nails, sauna, and then I sold the practice to somebody else. Right on. So then, and, and was that where you kind of stopped with the with the hands-on practical work, or did you continue doing that after? I continued um, after I sold the practice. The reason I sold the practice is I was having uh, my second child, and I had a, a mindset that, oh my gosh, I can't handle all this. Looking back on it, I'm pretty sure I could have handled it. But it was kind of interesting because after doing that, running my own business, learning about marketing, I went back to work for somebody else at a resort and taking everything I had learned, I said, you know, I'm going to make as much money as I can here at this resort. So um, I just would set goals for myself for rebooking my clients, for selling retail products, for upselling people. And, you know, where a lot of therapists were frustrated and feeling like they weren't making enough money, I was doing great. So, so it's like, 
I always say that, you know, no matter where you are, treat it like it's your own business. Definitely. That is a huge thing. Because even if it's not your own physical brick and mortar place, you know, you're 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 building you're building your own clientele, you're acquiring these very practical skills that, you know, if and when you are ready and the moment strikes you, you can take everything that you've learned and maybe some of your clientele as well and then move them to where you want to be. Yeah. And then through some of those skills I had learned, if it was slow or something, they would pay me to work on the website, to do marketing. So I was able to use some of my, my other business skills in that job. Okay. So so d- when does that bring you to the point now of which you're doing a lot of the marketing, the coaching, the mentoring? So while I was there, I knew I wanted kind of just a lifestyle change. I wanted to try something different. I'd been in massage for almost 20 years at that point. I knew I wanted to be a CE provider. That had been one of my goals for a few years. And so I started writing some eBooks. I wanted to write up all the knowledge I gained about marketing and what works for our industry. I wanted to be able to write that up and share that and hopefully help some other therapists along the way. And so I just started that kind of on the side while I was at that job. So when did you start with what you're doing now? I started with what I'm doing now about five years ago. So this brings us to galewood.com, right? Yes. So tell us a little bit about galewood.com and and all this stuff that you're doing now massage and spa success yeah so what i do now is i have two different programs one program is i create marketing content for massage therapists and skincare therapists i found that this was a real sticking point for people you know you need to send out a newsletter but what do you put in it and when you have to take the time to learn how to do graphic design before you can even send a newsletter or you feel like you do people will get stuck and not be able to put themselves out there and do their marketing activities. So I create professional-looking marketing content, blog articles, newsletter articles. I write advertising copy because that's something that I love to do, and I sell it in a monthly package. Each month, you get 30 to 40 images, four articles, links to share. It should take care of, you know, your social media and your newsletters. Gotcha. So this is this is content that would be used in, say, email marketing and, and social media marketing and advertising, yes? Yes. And a lot of people also use the images on their website and when they're creating printed marketing materials. So it's pretty versatile and everything in the content club. You can edit it. You can put your own branding on it. You can make it your own. I wanted it to be customizable. That's awesome because at the end of the day, you know, uh, if I'm a sole proprietor practitioner, you know what, I do want to be able to brand myself. And it's also awesome that I don't have to necessarily spend that time away from working with my patients or clients on the table to try to create that content. Because again, if like you suggested, if you don't have that background or, you know, you just don't have that skill, it takes so much time to learn it and, and to to come up with a product that 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 looks and sounds and feels really really good and is a true representation of what that practitioner is all about you know it's it's so much easier to have someone that's an expert in it like yourself to be able to create that content that you can just turn around and brand it so can you give us an idea of the rate of growth that uh, your company has started with and where you're at now hmm, how I wonder how how I would measure that <laughs> I started with nothing. <laughs> 
So for example, like your first year, how easy or how hard was it to find practitioners that were interested in the marketing services that you were providing? Okay. It, it takes a little time. So the first year I actually had a digital product for sale. I made $900 um, and that was an ebook. And then I created a class from the ebook. So that was my massage enhancements. And that was, I mean, I think I've never been prouder of making $900 in my life. (laughs) Blood, sweat, and tears went into that one. Yes. (laughs) Second year, I made 9,000. Then at this point last year um, in sales, but I made $150,000 in sales. So you do pretty good on this. Yeah. Yeah, I do pretty well. I do have a full-time assistant. Um, She is a professional graphic designer. So I really just keep adding more value to everything that I do. Excellent. So give us an idea then of some of the marketing tools, if you can speak to some specific marketing tools that, um, that you provide as part of the packages for therapists. In the content club... I'll just share with you what's included each month and how to and how to use it. So each month has has a bit of a theme, and there's so many different modalities and types of massage therapy that I really try to include extra content. So each therapist probably wouldn't use everything in each package. So you get four newsletter articles about a massage topic. Um, so it might be, you know, Things that clients might wonder about, like what's the difference between deep tissue and Swedish? Or I have an article about communicating with your massage therapist. I have articles on different modalities like cupping or hot stones. We have articles on different conditions that massage can help. So lots of that, like massage for back pain, massage for headaches. So just a big variety okay. of articles. That's, that's excellent. Yeah. And then we have images that go with each article. So if you're putting the article on your blog or sending it out in a newsletter, you'll have an image that goes with it. And so... Those are helpful, and I really encourage people, you know, like, write a sentence or two, put your personality on it. They can be used to say, hey, we've got availability today. They can be used to say, don't forget to book your regular massage session. Some of them are more educational. Some of them are funny. Just really good to remind people. And then we always have seasonal and holiday images, which I think is fun. Like, we just rolled out back to school, fall, Halloween. I have so much fun, like, coming up with these especially the funny images. So there's a variety of uh, visual content that any therapist can really put to use right away. And then we also do Facebook cover images, images that are the exact right size for Facebook ads that do not have too much text. And then I include, I just have like a catch-all bucket. I call it additional content. So this is, this is, this sounds like really good because again, as a therapist, we might not have the time or the skill to put all these things together. So you're really providing that marketing experience that someone, especially someone that's just starting out their practice, would definitely be interested in having. And I feel like, you know, since I'm a massage therapist, I I create stuff I would use in my own practice. So I stay away from these cheesy spa images where the ladies have the super long eyelashes and flowers in their hair. Like, I don't like that stuff. (laughs) I want it to look like somebody that is actually getting a massage. And they're, they're hard, it's hard to find those images. Um, every Everything in my content club, I have purchased the resale rights to it or it's copyright free. So you don't have to worry about any kind of copyright restriction. Cool. So tell us about some of the other programs that you have or some of the CE classes that you do. Yeah. So my other main program is the Thriving Therapist Mastermind. 
I have a lot of energy and I've created almost over 40 classes nice. <laughs> from business startup to my 30 day marketing new client attraction bootcamp, how to start a membership program for your business, getting started with chair massage, spa courses, rebooking. And I just, I had so much stuff that I put it all into one program. So in this, uh, how did you term it? The Thriving Therapist Mastermind? Is that is that how you termed it? Mm-hmm. What is the most popular, uh, I know you said you, you, you said you create this all as one package, but what would you say is kind of the most popular topic that you have in this, in this program? Definitely marketing. So the new client attraction bootcamp, is the one that usually gets people in the program. Can we talk about that then? Can you tell us a little bit what's what's going on in that particular program? Yes. So I do run a live version of this a couple times a year, but you can also join and just do your own boot camp. Each day you get an email with your to-do list for the day. So it really helps you to not get into that overthinking, like what do I do now? What do I do now? Do what is in the program and then you'll get the results. So we start out with getting your printed marketing materials in order, updated, finished. And then we move into in-person networking, how to find the events in your area, what to do when you are at a networking event. We cover a lot of that. Um, we cover social media marketing. Okay, so without giving it all away, because I, I don't want you to give it all away, unless you want to, um, give us some give us some of the, of the networking tips. Okay, so the networking tips, the first thing you want to do is do some research and figure out what groups are in your area. And find one or two groups that you feel comfortable with, that you fit in with. You know, not everybody needs to join the Chamber of Commerce. There might be a mom's group that might be a better fit for someone. So the first thing to do, yeah, is to go, I would say, find four or five groups in your area that you think might be a good fit. Go to a meeting and feel it out. You know, that's the first thing. Some people think that joining a networking group is too expensive. I know there's some in my area, they start at $50 a year to be in a networking group. The the next thing you want to do is, you know, have a meeting with, with the person that's in charge of the group and find out what all the benefits of being in that group are. You know, most of them offer an email or two per year to their members. They'll offer you the opportunity to host an event at your business. They'll offer you the opportunity to be part of a business expo, maybe to do a presentation and address the group. So you really want to find out what what you're getting before you join a group and get the details on that. So many people, you know, join the Chamber of Commerce and then they're just a Chamber of Commerce member. They don't take advantage of all the member benefits. And then taking it a step further, you know, we go into, okay, so... Now you're a member of the Chamber of Commerce, and now you're having an event at your office. What do you need? What's your setup going to be? So that's perfect. So yeah, kind of give us give us a give us a lowdown then. So I I've now decided that I'm going to host the event in my venue. Um, what are some of the things that you would suggest to be a good idea? Uh, well, the first thing I would suggest is you know go outside your office, come inside, pretend you're seeing it for the first time, you know, and and. Do a walkthrough because you want to think when this person who doesn't know me comes to my office, what experience are they going to have? Right. You want to be able to map that experience from from the perspective of mm-hmm. of the guest at the event. Yeah. So how you know how are you going to greet your guests? Do you need somebody to help you? What if you're talking to somebody and and another person walks in? You know. So you just want to start thinking through all these details. Um, you know, depending on what type of event and what time of day it is, you'll you'll plan your menu. You know, you can do anything from cookies and coffee to 
hors d'oeuvres and beer and wine. You know, it just depends on your budget and kind of the, if you're doing a networking event for the Chamber of Commerce, you can get some input from them on what, what their members expect. So and then, you know, what are, what are you going to give people when they're there? Are you going to have a special offer that night? What kind of information do you want them to leave with? Do you want them to sample services or sample your products? And then just thinking through how you can set all of that up. Exactly. So you're kind of laying out the whole strategic plan as to what mm-hmm. needs to be involved. What First of all, what's the purpose of having or hosting this meeting or hosting this gathering? And what are the activities yeah. that are going to happen? What do you plan on doing as a therapist? How do you plan on promoting uh, yourself and your services? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you essentially are laying out the whole strategic plan for the therapist. Yeah, because I think something that can happen is, you know, your first event might just be to introduce you to the neighborhood and to let people get to know that you're here. And then some people, you know, think, oh, I'm going to have this event. So many people are going to book and I'm going to sell gift certificates. And that's not really the purpose of your event. So I think getting clear on the purpose of your event is the first step. Definitely, definitely, yes. You know, if you're doing a Christmas holiday event, yes, the purpose of that event is to sell gift certificates and you would have a different setup. It takes it takes time. And that, that first couple of, of events that you do might just be about getting, getting the word out and starting to get known in your area because you're planting the seeds. Exactly, you're just creating the awareness about what you do and what you're all about. And then what we're realizing is a lot of the time, it's not necessarily about your product or your services because every other therapist is having the same products or services for the most part. We all went to the same setup of school. We all offer the same basic idea in terms of services. I mean, some of us go on to you know acquire additional education and therefore we can offer slightly different things. But for the most part, we're doing similar stuff. So the key point in selling or or being able to sell yourself is translating what you are all about. So that's one of the big things that we push at Con Ed Institute. We, we have an RMT business seminar. So in Canada, it's called the Registered Massage Therapist. So we have a, a course called um, RMT Business Seminar. We also do a marketing and branding course, how to create you know a brand online. And one of the first things that we start in that course is discussing the importance of having a mission statement. Because that is grounded in your values. And this is what really sets you apart from other therapists, right? What makes you you? Why should we care about you as a therapist? What are you about? And, you know, why do you do what you do, essentially? Because we tend to realize that people will do business with other people and companies that they have some sort of attraction to. And the attraction is not going to be about the products and services. The attraction is going to be about why do you do what you do? And does that resonate with the consumer. And, and you know, that's why I think the in-person networking is so important because we, we're in a personal service business. The more people you can get out and connect with and meet in person, I mean, I feel like you're 10xing the chances that they're going to call you. Another thing I wanted to speak to is I feel like a lot of therapists feel like their marketing isn't working because it's not working on 
the timeline that they would like it to work on. But it can it can take longer than we want. That doesn't mean it's not working. Exactly. And you know what? That brings us right to the next point I wanted to speak about because you spoke about the, the networking and then you also spoke about social media marketing. And that's one of the especially that is the that is so true, especially when it comes to social media marketing. Social media marketing mm-hmm. is like farming. You plant something, you water it, you care for it, and you know it's going to grow if you if you if you care for it properly. But it's not growing tomorrow. You're not going to you're not going to reap right. the benefits of this immediately. And I think that's a huge thing when it comes to social media marketing. That a lot of therapists or a lot uh, anyone that's getting into the idea of social media marketing is looking for an immediate return really really fast. And that's that's not the case with that. So can you give us some some of the social media marketing tips that you might have in your programs? Well, my first tip is to show up consistently, (laughs) which is pretty much what you were just saying. Um, Show up consistently, post a variety of content. You know, you can't just post, come get a massage. We have openings today over and over. You know, one day post a unique fact about massage. The next day post one of the benefits of massage. Then post an article about massage for a particular condition. You know, do some videos. I know it's scary, but you can do it. Video is huge because if you take a look at, I mean, anyone that has a social media social media platform, whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, and I'll just kind of speak to these three. If you have a business profile, then you can always look at the stats. You know, you can always take a look at, you know, how many times someone has, you know, opened or clicked a link, how many times or how long someone has viewed a video, how many likes or how many shares did it get. And video is truly king, right? Um, Video will get tons, tons more viewership than just a still image would. Um, Live video actually will get a lot more in terms of viewership length of time, some the time that someone commits to watching a video versus a pre-shot video. Um, Facebook, I can't remember what the stats are that I, I came across. Uh, I, and I'll throw just a random number, but just to show that it's relatively high. So for example, 75 to 85% of the people that watch videos on Facebook, they actually watch it on silent. They watch it on their mobile device with no volume. So understanding these kind of tricks, and therefore if I'm shooting video, then having subtitles, you know, describing what's happening in the video. These are some of the key social media marketing things that massage therapists definitely should pick up on. And one thing I found that helps me to be more consistent is, you know, make some kind of announcement. So this week, every day at four o'clock, I'm going to be on live talking about tips for getting getting rid of headaches. You know, even if nobody watches those videos that week, they're going to be on your page. You can repost them, you can reshare them, and it will help. By just making that announcement, you're holding yourself accountable. Exactly, exactly. For showing up and doing that. I just did that on my page. said, okay, you guys, I'm doing 30 days of lives. I don't know what I'm going to talk about for 30 days, but I told everybody I was doing 30 days of lives. Whether anybody cares about my little challenge or not, I know I put it out there, so I'll follow through. Oh, yeah, and, and that stuff's super important. I think a lot of people shy away from video because they feel like they don't have the know-how or they don't have the technology. And one of the things that, that I think is super important is understanding where you fit into that realm. So, for example, not everything that you need to produce needs, I call it shiny, needs to be overly produced, overly shiny, shot with the best equipment 
equipment edited perfectly. Sometimes it's that that amateur hour, you know, the selfie, that the handheld selfie recording. You know, that stuff is real. That makes you real. And sometimes those are the things that work exceptionally well. So if you're listening yeah, to this, it has a lot of. Of the benefits you're talking about of the in-person exactly networking. you are now a real genuine person and I can connect as a as a consumer with a real genuine person versus something that is overly produced overly shiny way too professional sometimes that doesn't do the trick I can definitely vouch for that because I don't do any editing <laughs> of anything <laughs> I'll just put it out there and it works. I definitely like where you're going with this with this with this program. Um what other types of things do you have in that program? So the networking, the social media marketing, what's let's let's talk maybe one more of the more popular uh, popular sections that you have in that program. Okay. Um I would say the printed marketing materials. I this is something that was my spa brought in the most clients. And I think a lot of people with everything we have on the internet, kind of feel like, well, why do, what, why do I need printed marketing materials? You know, why do I need a rat card? But I swear by them, and the people in my boot camp are getting great results with putting marketing materials out in their community for people to see and pick up. So the reason I think it works so well is you're going to reach people who aren't already thinking, I need a massage, you know. If you have a great website, your SEO is good, somebody goes on and says, you know, massage in North Carolina, you come up, that's great. But what about the 80% of people who aren't thinking about getting a massage and aren't looking for a massage? That's right. So this kind of, this kind of creates the awareness, that hidden awareness, you know, it's, 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 it's not necessarily that 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 targeting where someone is looking for you know whatever it is that you are you are selling you're putting out there that's that's something completely different but this way we can we can kind of get that plant the seed that subliminal idea and i'll give you an example of how this works really really well in in um in Ontario, where I'm at, in Canada, there is a huge health club. The health club's name is Good Life Health Club, and they are all over the place. They pretty much bought all of the competition out, and so they kind of really run a monopoly on on big big box gyms. And I was living in a certain area of of the city, uh, Midtown Toronto, and I would get weekly flyers from this particular health club. Now. It didn't even matter to me because I had no interest in going there. But just from it being in my face over and over and over again, you know, anyone that I ran into the elevator that was new to the building and said, hey, do you know where there's a gym or a health club in the area? I would tell them right down the street, there's a good life. And I can probably even rhyme off the phone number just because it was constantly in my face and I had seen it so often. I also encourage everyone to think about how you're communicating with people through your website, through your printed marketing materials. Um, so a flyer or a brochure that says, do you have back pain is going to get somebody's attention a lot faster than the benefits of massage are one, two, three, four. So it's like just trying to um, get into our clients' heads and speak to them through anything that we put out. That's right. So as, as a therapist looking to do marketing and advertising, the idea of listing 
your credentials, listing your services. That is such an old school way of thinking about it. We need to look more at the concept of a brand experience. People will look at your marketing and advertising and they say to themselves, where am I in this? And if they can see themselves in it, then you, you, you've you got their attention. And a list of your services doesn't get their attention. We should be in the we should be in the business of we are providing solutions to problems that you have versus here's a list of our services. And, and an example that I use a lot of the time is because we we go about doing things a lot differently than we used to. So for example, if you go to purchase a car, you don't go to the dealership anymore and go to the sales guy and say, "Hey, tell me all about this car." We have done all of the research as consumers prior to. I've already done all the research online. I even know that I kind of want this car. The only reason why I'm going to the dealership is one, I I now want to drive it. And two, I want to haggle for the lowest price I can pay for it. It's no longer using that person to tell me all about the features and services because I've done that research myself. So as that therapist with your advertising, your marketing, putting that information out there, it doesn't matter. No one cares because they already know. If they're interested in the concept of massage therapy, they already know the benefits of it. Now we need to speak to them in a way that is going to touch them, to pull them in, to make them see that you have a solution to the problem that they have. Right. They want to know, what's in it for me? What? Why should I care? What's in it for me? And are you qualified to, to help me with my particular problem? From the consumer angle, I think there's a lot of disappointment you know, where somebody's gone to get a massage and it didn't meet their needs and they're a little bit wary of trying somebody else. So being specific and saying, hey, I specialize in headaches and I specialize in back. See, that's interesting because in like, for example, in the province that I'm at now, the regulating body is actually really specific on things that can and cannot be included in advertising. So for example, the regulating body in Ontario is called the College of Massage Therapists of Ontario. And we cannot claim to be specialists in anything. We cannot have things like testimonials in our advertising. So we're really limited in what we can do in terms of advertising and marketing with the with the the content. So we actually have to get really, really kind of creative if we're if we're gonna break if we're gonna break break into it as well. So I'm assuming then, like you know, where you are in North Carolina, you don't necessarily have these limitations on what you can you can do with the marketing and advertising. Is that am I correct in that assumption? Um yeah. I mean we have regulations like we can't claim to have a cure, I guess. So, but as far as I know, yeah, we can say that we we specialize and that we can say we help, my clients get these results. So we have to be a little bit careful that we don't cross over the line to the medical profession and medical advice. Right, right, right. So you, and you're definitely not making any kind of medical claims. I, I fully understand that. See, because then again, where we are, it's a little different because, you know, being a registered massage therapist is putting you into the category of a medical professional. So we can still speak to a, a lot of things in terms of the medical side of massage therapy, but the same case, we definitely shouldn't be making we can't be making claims but on top of that we can't even say that hey we specialize in 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 TMJ dysfunction or we specialize in in uh, lower back pain or whatever the case is but can you say massage 
studies show that massage helps. Yes, definitely. Definitely we can do stuff like that. So. Watch your wording. <laughs> exactly. So that's why I mean we have to get a little bit more creative on how we get the and how we get the message out and then still stay within the confines of the regulation and the guidelines. I really love your program. It looks it looks really interesting and I can definitely see how you've gone from, you know, $900 to $9,000 to, you know, at over $100,000 in sales. I I I definitely see um, the benefit. Can, can you speak about the demographics of the of the people that use your services? Like, are are do you find it's mostly local to your area or your state, or are you finding that hey, I'm getting people from all across the country um, looking for our program? I'm getting people from all over the world. I have members in um, the UK, members in Australia, members in New Zealand, Canada, and what's really fun about that is just. Like we're doing is learning about how massages, like in Australia, they have basically no regulation. <laughs> in Canada, y'all have more than we have. So it's been really interesting to kind of, you know, figure out that um, marketing seems to work anywhere. Good marketing seems to work anywhere. Yeah, it should speak to everyone right across the board. I know you have staff now, so you said you have an assistant. Did you have, is this solely your creation or did you have any kind of um, help along the way? Um, nope. I did it from scratch. I did, though, I did, when I decided I wanted to do this, I joined a mastermind on how to begin and start an online business, and I just went step by step. And that was the first year, you know, I got my foundation and learned what I could from from that group and that program, and then joined the next one. So I'm, I'm never not in a program or taking classes. The forever student, which I think is is something we should all be. Is there anything else that uh, you would love our listeners to know about you and the work that you do? I would love for them to know that they can come by my website, galewood.com, G-A-E-L-W-O-O-D, and head to the tab that says free and grab some free samples of marketing content so they can check the program out for themselves and see how they would be able to use that in their in their business and to help with their marketing so definitely guys check that out if you get a chance galewood.com g-a-e-l-w-o-o-d.com and again if you hit up the free tab you'll be able to check out some of the stuff that's going on and that's probably a good way to get it started with you right yep exactly perfect Gail, it's been great. Thank you for getting in contact with us. I love it that uh, that uh, you've been uh, digging on the podcast and you wanted to hang out with us for a little bit. I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to sit down again soon and, and uh, talk talk a little bit about massage therapy in, a, in, a, in another way. Maybe we can have you as a guest on our unprofessional hour. That's something that we do that's a little bit different. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. I'm up for anything. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well thank-, well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, thanks for hanging out. Guys, you've been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. In this case, it's Mark and Gail. Phone call from North Carolina to Toronto. I love it. Anyway, guys, we'll see you soon.